Are you guys ready? Ready. Beth, you got your spectacles? Oh, man. I'm thinking it's so tiny on my phone. I don't even know if glasses would help. All right. Well, welcome to the OFX podcast. I'm Dave Claxton. Along with me, as always, is the blind, bodacious beast of Blue Mountain, Bethany McChesney. We just, just added the blind. Just came up with that. Just <laughs> came up with that right now. There it is. And the mountain man of Manitoba, Mick Girello. Or Mick Jerry Lou is Aaron Lou, like Newell likes calling. <laughs> Big weekend. It's, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Duonamic, fine pull up devices, and designateddrinks.ca. And today's beverage is probably my favorite so far Triple Bogey. Loving it. I like the name. It's good. It's kind of like a. It's for that. It's pretty not much. A, sorry, go ahead. What I, it's pretty much what I shoot. So. Oh yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. <laughs> Have you ever done like bogey golf or even close? Yeah, I can I can get away with that, but not like I'm good for a double bogey most of the time. Bogey or double bogey. I play the entire thing, and it's not from tin cup, but I do play the entire thing with a seven iron and a putter. You'd still probably get about the same score as me. Well, it's because I can't hit anything else. Everything else just goes lost in the woods. Like I can smash a driver, I just don't know where it's going. Like the slice is is comically bad. It so I kind of know where it goes. It's like it goes way, 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 way left, and then way, 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 way right. And it's just like it's like watching a rainbow. It, the only problem is it's not consistent, or I would just aim way left. It is just sometimes that it goes away. I'm just bad. I'm just no good. <laughs> That's it. We'll stick to stick to OCR. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, enough golf talk. There, we're moving right along. Um, this weekend's Blue Mountain, and the first thing I guess we got to go through is, Mick, what's the deal, man? Where you at? What's, what, what's going on? What's the deal? Like, why am I not coming? I bet, like... Is that what you're asking? I bet, like, $1,000 with a Vegas bookie that you'd come top five, and and, and now you're not coming. I'm, he, they're going to take my thumbs. Wow. That's, and then I won't be able I to... I hope you can still minutes. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be really hard. Um, well, I, I mean, I feel like... I, a lot of people want to like have sent me messages and wondering like are you going and excited to see how I was going to do after um, whatever else. I just find um, there are a few factors and I, I, what I didn't really hadn't really talked about leading into North American Championships and everything. I was just dealing with pretty bad tendonitis in like my patellar tendonitis and uh, I was kind of just grinding through workouts and long runs and stuff to um kind of be able to compete at noram so um after that had a trail race in manitoba the next the next week and i kind of decided after that just to kind of call it how it is and school started for me and cross-country coaching started so i i was okay with calling it there i was really happy with how the season kind of ended there so on paper like when you're mapping out your season and you're looking at it's like blue mountain canada i love that venue uh last time i was there was for ocr worlds um and although it's a mountain race it's not like an altitude race and uh it has a lot of good like switchbacks trails and everything and october's a nice time like i find that you know, your volume from the summer and everything, if you've kind of kept up with it, you know, 
kind of brings you through to that. So I wasn't worried about racing a beast, but um, yeah. And then just seeing like everyone coming out, you know, it almost seems like if you look at the lineup and everything, it's going to be championship vibes, you know? So that's always nice to be there and see everyone and have the opportunity to like compete there. But um, knowing that I'm not at that point to compete right now, then that's a little easier to sit back and say, Hey, I'll uh, grab my popcorn and just watch, just watch and enjoy it. And uh, yeah, looks like they're going back there next year too. So. Do you know what makes it worse? So all week here, like so far this week, it's been crap. It's been like weather really cold and like rainy, yeah. even, even our first little hint of snow and stuff like yeah, that. It snowed here yesterday. Yeah. We got that too in Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg's dropping fast. Don't worry. And then this weekend's supposed to be like a high of 20 and a low of 10 and sunny. Wow. That blue. So I'm like, you got to be kidding. These last year they got lucky. This year it seems like they're even getting luckier. I keep saying yeah. it's ridiculous for holding this race at Blue Mountain in October, late October. Like, Mm -hmm. you never know hold it in september or something or august but they got lucky again um wow yeah well it's not gonna be the same race without you like i said i mean that it 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 would have been good to have you in there to see how it goes um i mean you showed your showed what you got at Kelowna. you had a hell of a race there and then this would have been nice to see but you know silly students and whatnot yeah (laughs) yeah exactly it's uh it's always like like september is pretty crazy to fit in the amount of training you have to do to be competitive at like let's say blue mountain uh against those guys so yeah it's just it's it's one of those things where as soon as i decided that it wasn't happening it was like a total relief and like mentally was really nice so yeah but it's uh you don't want to waste an opportunity if you're feeling good about something so so wanted to talk about first first we'll go to the men's about somebody else who, who isn't going to be there. And I, for one, am very surprised. VJ Jones will not be coming. Really? Is that is that a new thing? Uh, well, or... I, I've checked the list from Spartan. And just to make sure, I checked the list from Jack Bauer, which is always far more reliable. And yeah, VJ's not going. So I did reach out to Jack and, and VJ, and I'm like, you know what's going on? Jack says that VJ, because it is a beast distance, and he really wants to focus on worlds, which is a super, and get prepared for that. So he is taking a waiver on this one, which pretty much pulls him out of like the option of winning the series. Yeah, he was technically, and I'll see if I can get this back up again. We'll do a little screen share. Up the points? Yeah. So there's our women. We'll go back to the men for a minute. He was leading. Mm -hmm. Now, technically speaking, not by very much. So essentially it came down to who would have finished first, him or Ryan Atkins. Right would have took the series so i mean that's a that's a good chunk of change he's leaving on the table and, and in fairness he might have been a bit of an underdog to beat atkins at this this is like atkins backyard it's a beast it's you know so that does seem to play more into atkins hands but vj's proven lately that he can do these things that he it is possible so i was very surprised 
Yeah, I guess, I mean, maybe just the last travel as well. Like some people, um, like as much as it seems like OCR Worlds wasn't long ago. So that's also just something to consider, like if people have just traveled for that. So um, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. And it's, we all know right now, like travel is so expensive. It's crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you think, you think, um, Ryan Atkins is like, hears about that and he's a little disappointed because he, he kind of, he looks forward to like a, a good competition and kind of a side, side motivation or well, you think he's relieved? I don't know, Beth, what do you think? Uh, I got, I got my thoughts on that. Um, well, yeah, I think he probably would have wanted to win by winning the final race in the series and it coming down to him and BJ. Um, BJ has proven that he can beat Ryan, so it wouldn't have been, um, it wouldn't have been a runaway, I don't think. But yeah, I mean, it's always a little bit more satisfying, I think, when you, um, you don't blow it out of the water here. Like, looks, there's no one else that can really, as long as he doesn't completely implode here he's going to win the series I don't even know if it's possible that someone else could overtake him in any situation so yeah I think he's probably I would probably think just um assuming the type of athlete he is that he would probably have rather uh beat VJ in this race to win the series I think I don't think it's I don't think it's one of those situations that um you know, if he does win, people are going to be like, well, VJ wasn't there. Like, it's definitely not that kind of situation. Yeah. So it, it's just an interesting thought and to see what he would think about that. But either way, I think he's going to have good competition. So it's not like um, it's it's not like he's missing that. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at it like this. It's got to be a bit of a mixed mixed emotions because obviously in his head, you know, and Atkins is one of the few people who does this professionally. Okay there's my money in the bank, you know, like I'm cashing that check and that's great. And that's good to know. And on bonus side form too, this is still not going to be an easy race because Ryland Shadeg is coming and he has been on absolute fire. So there'll be no walking away from Ryland. And if anything, you know, Ryland has, he beat, he beat him at North American and then at uh, OCRWC, which was a completely new experience for Ryland, he was still dominant there and actually came in on the 15K ahead of Ryan and then was DQ. Yeah. So it's And not... then you throw Tyler Veerman in there. Yeah, and Tyler Veerman is slated to be coming. So, I mean, who, who won the 15K and again, beating Atkins, it's not, it's going to be a hard, hard race for him. So I don't think he's going to be lacking for competition. So maybe it's one of those deals, like I said, where he's like, okay, I've got my series money. That's great. Now I'm going to go out there and, and have a great, great race with these badasses and see where it comes. The other one that I think uh, is listed right now is is a maybe or uncertain anyway, uh, is Mark Battress. And sitting third in the series as well. So yeah, like that, this is money to be given. And again, Hawk Call is a maybe as well. So all of these guys that are babies that are sitting up there at the top of the series, Really? So what what changed? Because I, I I thought you know Hawk was kind of he explained you know once he had done well at a few of them and people were saying hey are you going to come up here's what the prize money is and stuff like that and he was like yeah yeah I'm definitely going to do that is uh, I'm also wondering is is Lars on the list? 
Lars is on the list to be there. Like that's another person Lars that Anderson. just out, outright out like outrun a lot of people. So um, and he's primarily a trail runner, right? Yeah, but he's I he's done enough Spartan races that he he knows the drill and he understands the obstacles enough. Um yeah. he's had some really good kind of um which one was it in Utah? I think he was kind of climbing and running with Josiah and Atkins kind of thing. And um he's right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's been doing really well in whatever he does, but um whenever he steps back into Spartan, he's always up there. And keep in mind too, if the weather is true to, to what they're forecasting, you know, not that Lars is, is bad at the obstacles, but everything being dry and you know clean course clear course dry obstacles that takes away some of the advantage that some of the experienced guys with the obstacles have so that means somebody like lars or another strong trail runner has a good chance to jump in so i think it can be really competitive i hope it is i think it will be yeah you know um other ones that we have here that we're going to see um brennan our boy brennan neely he's going to be there he could be a factor um, Ryan Eckers, Ryan Stig, Samuel Bear, Sean Stevens Whale, and we know how Sean did out at uh, Kelowna. So, mm-hmm. if he's in as good a shape as he was there, that will be great. He did very well at this last year, he came second place at this last year. Uh, Jesse Bruce as well, we've seen he's fit this year. Um, I think those are some of the really good ones that I see. Logan Broadbent, let's see, yeah, a lot Brent, of the characters are showing up. Brent Trail. I really, though, like I said, I am interested to see, like we said, Atkins, Shadag, Tyler Veerman. That, I think, too, like, Blue, from your experience, okay, so both, from both your guys' experience, I only run the short races, so I don't know. But when you get in the long ones, is Blue, do they throw that much technical terrain at you? Or is it really more up and down? I mean, from what I can remember, um, it's a different type of technical so it's grassy, um, which if you're used to bombing like dry, dry stuff, uh, that can, that can be a difference maker. Um, but at the same time, it depends how long the grass is and you know, it's fall. Like you don't really know what's going to be laying on the, um, like on the surfaces. Uh, there's some good switchbacks cause there's good mountain biking and everything. So there's some ramped switchbacks and everything like that. So depending if they bring people down or up those, uh, that could change the game. But, uh, that's, I'm thinking, well, it looks like it's quite, quite a few kind of smaller climbs, but quite a few. And I'm thinking this section here, this downhill here. Yeah. That could be quite technical. Because it's not down your standard ski runs like a lot of the other ones here. So this is all treed area and trail. I think that could be a technical, but a lot of the other ones are very much on the runs, mm-hmm. on the ski runs. So I think, you know, that one will be harsh, but I think most part, I think it's going to be fast for a downhill, a lot of the ski runs. And if I remember right last year, last year was a little more orientated for the ski runs. And it's... yeah. Uh, I didn't run it last year, but from I but I was there and it was up and down and up and down and like a, a lot I think I remember though the there was a lot more um 
full all the way down full all the way back up like maybe nine summits and this one looks a fair bit less um, and not going all the way up every time so it might be a little bit less elevation than last year's course yeah i at first i looked at it, i thought it was very similar but then when you the first section kind of is but then when you get in that section section it it definitely is a bit different and the, mm -hmm. a lot of open running Whereas a giant obstacle gauntlet at the end through what, like through obstacle, let's say, I don't know, 12 and on, or sorry, not 12. Yeah. Sorry. 21, 21 and on is just it, all, all at the end. Together. Yeah. 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 See, sometimes when it's, when it's at that point, the gaps have formed and then it's just don't make a mistake. Um, but I get why they're doing it. And if you look at the elevation profile, the the course down is very steep down. Mm -hmm. Like it's it it some of the gradual ups are fine, but almost every you go up and down, like let's say you summit the top of the mountain one, two, like five times, basically, mm -hmm. with some extra up and downs. But um as soon as you go down, like you're going straight down. Like there's no, there's no kind of quad track or, or exit track, I think, where you can kind of open up. It's, it's basically just if you can open up on that steep, grassy terrain, pretty much. So for the men, who does that favor? Who would, of course, like this favor? Is that, well, I mean, does this favor Atkins because it is his backyard? Does it favor Shadeg because he's so strong on his running? Veerman because he's in that 24-hour condition? All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Way to play politics, um, Mick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, is is Kempson coming to this as well? Kempson is a maybe. I would okay. say I've been speaking with him, and I'm going to say, let's say, 70% that he would be there. All right. Well, let's pretend he's he's there, because he's good at that grassy downhill um, kind of running as well. So, uh yeah, there's going to be, I think that's where the gaps are going to form. Who can, a lot of people can climb those small climbs. Like, I don't think the gaps are going to form that much on the first, let's say, three climbs. But it's going to start to gap based on who's, who's able to really, like, let go on those downhills. And I, I think, honestly, looking at it right now, it makes me even more, I don't want to say scared, but worried about what Tyler Veerman can do because it seems very similar in design to yeah. Stratton and he showed yeah. that he's just he tore off at Stratton yeah I think he's really good at downhills I don't I don't think people necessarily give him the credit for no and he's and he's not going to mess up an obstacle like the guy's a former circus performer here's the thing that was is and we said this about Sean earlier too or earlier in the year when he had his breakout at Kelowna is this finally Veerman's breakout he had at OCRWC where now he is the podium threat at everything? Whereas before it was like, oh, Tyler Veerman's been there. He can be good. He can be off. Is he now broken that mold and he's he's a constant threat now? Definitely. You know, I think I think even two, three years ago, there if people were paying attention, um, you knew he was right there. Always. Um, I just think 
you know, getting those outright wins and stuff like that, you know, makes people obviously pay attention to him. But I think if you look at his stats where he trains and certain stats up certain mountains, like compared to like some of the best athletes out that way. And then you look at some of his kind of top three performances at some of the national series, but maybe he didn't compete in all of them. Uh, kind of showed that he's he's been there for a while. I think a lot of the top guys would, would say that, but now he's he's maybe has a little more belief in like taking it past those top guys if he's feeling good. Yeah, yeah. I was one of the ones who I would completely underestimate him for everything. And even going into OCRWC, I was like, well, you know, you know, I'm sure he's fit for because he was training for Spartan Ultra Championships, but I still figured, you know, top five, maybe something like that. I did not think he was that big a threat. And wow, was he? Um Yeah, pretty cool. So straight up for the men, who do you guys think? Who, who's your pick just for a podium? Top three? Yeah, top let's three. Let, let's let Beth go first. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just based on three weeks ago, um, I'm making this really easy on myself. So I'm going to say Tyler, Ryland, and Ryan Atkins. Mm, not bad. All right, Mick? I am going to say Ryland, Ryan, and Lars. Lars, look at that. <laughs> you guys are going to be texting me on Saturday. I'm telling you. <laughs> going to be at the finish line going, Lars, Mick said it was you. It was all Mick. Like <laughs> He's like, who's Mick? <laughs> Mick Jerry Lou. Yeah, exactly. I've I've never really met the guy, so, um, but I, I like when he jumps into races. Pretty he's pretty cool. Like, uh, is a pretty cool like where he's from, what races he's done, and, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think when some people like him, he's not he's not like loud on social media and stuff like that. So, you never know. But if he's coming over here for a race, he's probably going to be ready to go all right well i'm the only one who's going to have faith in the old war horse and i think atkins wins in his backyard because he is so used to this place and knows it better sheerly because he knows it so well you know that's yeah. what i think will yeah. be the, the defining factor and then wow then i'm going to go with shadag because i think at ocrwc he was very unfamiliar with the obstacles. Having seen him up close, there was a lot of thought, a lot of hesitation. It's not that he couldn't get through them. It's just that it took him extra time and effort compared to other people. Whereas his Spartan obstacles, he's very familiar and he's going to be done. So I'm going to go Shadag in second and Veerman in third, just because he is in wicked condition and ready to go. So that's it. I'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> To the ladies and a couple again. Christopher Golaski not going to be there. Is that right, Beth? Right, not coming. Yeah. And uh, do we know why she got scheduling conflict? Uh, she didn't say. She could be. I don't know if maybe she's um, 
probably I'm gonna assume she's probably training for uh oh the what's BCM. it no the what's the rock one that's coming up oh 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 uh battle bunker yeah isn't that next weekend I'm not sure if it's next weekend. You know what? It's probably a race she has this weekend because Chris doesn't typically not race one weekend because of a race the following mm -hmm. weekend. So she probably has something going on this weekend, I'm going to assume. But she didn't say. But yeah, she's not going to be there. I think she's decided the beast is too long for her and she's not <laughs> up for it. So she's going to take a waiver on it. She's going to be like VJ and she's going to say, no, I'm going to prepare for Worlds and do a big long training block and, and not race till then. That sounds like her. That's what I'm going That's, with. Yeah, that sounds the opposite. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Which I, I'm very disappointed, though, because I would love to see Chris here. And she's just such a, a you know, such a delightful person. Yeah. <laughs> she, she always graces her heart out. It's good, good to see. Um, Another literally, we're going to call it race day start line decision is Ariel Fitzgerald. I uh, yeah. spoke with her today and she's she's like, I just don't know. I will be there. And I will decide morning of she's, she's oh my gosh yeah. i think if you're an athlete and you're leaving it till morning of you're gonna race i think so too <laughs> like you're gonna start and 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 here's the thing when you're aerial and you start hearing things like oh chris isn't gonna be there okay you know and some other people aren't gonna be there alex walker i don't think it's gonna be there she's like you know it's all of a sudden that podium starts looking like a very realistic opportunity and it'll be very hard for her to, to turn it away. So I'm with you. Uh, even speaking with her, where she still said, she's like, I don't know. I think she's going to race. She's going to tape it up and she's going to go. <laughs> Use Healy tape or <laughs> and she'll tape yeah. it up. Yep. Um, and then the other one who I still am not sure on is Nicole Miracle. Right. And so her situation is very simply... I don't think she would be coming, but Spartan has told her in order to race Worlds, she needs to qualify. So that means this is really her only race to qualify for Worlds, so she has to come. So it comes down to how bad does she want to go to Abu Dhabi? So what does she have to do here to qualify? I think it's just like top 20. It's not very much. She oh. Pretty much if she hits the start line, I think she's going to be okay. So as she just has to finish kind of thing. Pretty much, yeah. And Could she not do the sprint? I, I No, because it has to be, to qualify for Worlds, it has to be in like a major championship race kind of deal. Oh, man. So it is It is kind of one of those deals. And it's not, you know, she, she I, I had heard her and she said something along the lines of she might, you know, she maybe she comes even walk, do the down, walk the downhills and stuff like that. But the question becomes, and I think we talked about this for, before, so I'll ask you, Mick. Should there be a champions provisional? And beyond that, since there's not right now, should Spartan institute one now or stick to the rule book as it is? Provisional, like you can't go to championships without should, some certain standard. Yeah. So should Spartan have instituted a, let's just say, past three years, champions, world champions are eligible to go into the world championship? that you know, this year without having hit a qualifying race. So they get a bye. Yes. I think so. You think so? I think so. But see... I think at least put it up to an uh, uh, appeal. I think, 
and I like written rules. So I think it should be written past two years. Champions are eligible for the race. And I think because once you're three years, I think that that person could be starting to get kind of out of shape over three years and maybe not the same racer. But is that still better? Is it still better for the championship if some Mm -hmm. good names coming back, even if they like, what if you just said, oh, Cody Moat's coming to Abu Dhabi? Right. I would say even longer than two or three years. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. So how long long does it go? All time. All time, really? Show up when you're show up when you're 80. Yeah. And everyone be pumped to see that person come out. I'm rolling this through in my mind. I'm rolling this through in my mind. I'm not sure because that is could you imagine the excitement if like Hobie Call was like, I'm going to Abu Dhabi and I'm gonna race my son? Oh, Jesus. I don't like getting sold shit, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think the hype around like a past champion from like previous days who people um, like they, they aspired to be like, and now they get to race. I think the hype around that would just be so cool. Like, it's not like at this point we're taking away um, spots for right. people that are qualifying. Um, and we're basically just talking about maybe 10 individuals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I say if you have a world championship Spartan title, you're allowed anytime. And I think you hit, you hit the nail on the head there. And that, that, that pushes me over the edge and sells over the edge and sells me is that you're not taking away anybody else's spot. Yeah. That being the case, you're right. There's no harm in it. And so, yeah, uh, Champions provisional, unlimited, whatever the case may be, that makes that doesn't make sense. Now, the part two of the question is there currently is no champions provisional in the rule book. So, so anyone well, can Spartan sign up and go. Change rules last minute. I know Spartan does that, but should they do that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure they're doing that just because they want as many people as they can get. Now, as far as I know, they have not changed the rule. They, they're they telling her because they told her you need to qualify. Oh, but well, they're not. She, what if she just petitions? Here's the thing. If you're petitioning or appealing Spartan's rule, you're appealing it to Spartan. Yes. Yeah. That's, you know, that's like getting in an argument with your wife and then appealing to her on the decision. It's, you know they kind of have their judgment and then unless you have some kind of and and let's put it this way we've all battled spartan for the rules unless you have something concrete <laughs> down it's hard to to push them over the edge so and this is the worst part and i i i feel like a jerk but if it's not in the rules you shouldn't let it slide and then you fix it next year well that was like That's with me. uh john john albin right and he had yeah. to go to somewhere to race just to do what he needed to do so that's when he was chasing um, dollars yeah although i thought like wasn't world championships you qualify for it if you're top five in some like like regular series yeah yeah but she's not she hasn't raced all year right but couldn't she just go to like are there more races in the states or something just to kind of yeah there's one in the states this weekend where is it dallas yeah it's like go go jog like a yeah a sprint like whatever and qualify see i was under the impression that it had to be a major race but 
that being said, and this becomes more of a reality of a thing, as much as I'd like to see Spartan stick to the rules, we all know that come time Abu Dhabi gets closer and they're low on entries. All of a sudden, all I'm going to get... I'm going to get an email. Yeah, you, you qualify for world championships. Yeah, you're going to get one. Um, the art department going to get one. My dog, he's going to get one. <laughs> Everyone will, will get this email saying we're qualified. And, and it makes all of this a move point. And that's the frustrating part. And I'm sure that that's in the back of Nicole's mind. Right. I just, I think her situation, though, is so unique because it's not like she's not willing to race. She's just coming back from a very serious injury. So, like, it's not, I know John Elvin had to do it too, but like, it, it was a different situation. Like, he was able to race. He just had to go find one somewhere. Mm -hmm. Whereas Nicole is kind of towing with the line of, should she physically even race right now? Um, she'll, she thinks she'll be ready in December, but like, she's not totally ready right now, but she still has to do this um, to appease the rules. It's kind of different. It is, but when you start doing that and putting an intent and injured, not injured, it's a slippery slope because as we all know, people are assholes and they fake shit. And oh, not, that, not that Nicole is doing that. I have a hundred percent belief in Nicole's injury. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying if you set precedence by doing that, you open the door to shady shit. Right. But like you do you think though that an athlete is gonna fake an injury an entire season and not race once? No, no, no. But they could claim shit. But anyway, I'm just saying that's the slippery slope you go on, right? When you're talking rules, rules gotta be black and white. They gotta be. They gotta be. I think the rules. I is do think rules. the black and white. I do think the black and white rule, though, Dave, is like top ten. I think elite or top something like in any race. If if it is, then that's great. That that's awesome. Yeah. That, like I said, I I hope she does. I want Nicole to come here. I want Nicole to be in Worlds because I want. Yeah. I want to see Nicole, Emma, and Lindsay battle all three together. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. So, and hopefully she's like, you know, in in good fitness. Yes. Yes. I want to see know. 100% Nicole battling those Yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Abu Dhabi is probably not very technical. So that probably is better for someone just getting over the confidence of like a stable knee. Yeah, but it was the sand coming off an obstacle that took her out. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, there might be a little PTSD there. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I like I said, I hope that she gets there. I I I hope I hope she comes to blue. But that regardless, I hope more so that she does get to go to Worlds and just does her thing. And that I just hope Spartan either whatever they do they stick to their to their to their guns they either say okay this is what we're going to do we're going to allow it and this is going to happen this is why and this is now going in the rule book or they're not but don't tell her no or don't tell her don't tell her this don't tell her you got to go to blue and race to qualify and she goes through the hassle and goes through all that and risks injury and risks not being 100 percent for for worlds and then all of a sudden start inviting everybody right yeah. so it just if if it's one or the other right you can't you can't be both. So I think if, at least we can all agree we're all pulling forward. We all want her to be at Worlds and 100% and healthy and see her back at it. So, so yeah. So Nicole might be there. She might not. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like spending a lot of time on someone that might not be there. Might not be there. Okay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's good some to, other, some other ones good that to probably, understand. Yeah. Some other ones that probably are going to be there. Amanda Nadeau, 
uh, Jessica Lemon, these are some local cherry boil. Um, at least Hewitt right now has not responded, so we're not sure, but at least Hewitt. But hopefully, she, uh, hopefully she'll make it to uh, Casey Monroe as well. But going to be there, we have some, some great ones. We got uh, Amber Nielsen. We got Andy Doobie's going to be there. At the Ashleys, Heller and O'Hara. Um, one of our favorites, Cameron Tucker. I think, what is she, 16 now, 17? Yeah, 16 or I love her because she jumps in with the big with the big girls and goes at it. I think that's great. Uh, Kayla Coble, Emma Cook, Emma Cook. Oh my God, Emma Cook Clark. The hell of a tongue twister. Um, who else we got in here? Lindsay is obviously going to be there. Miranda Kilpinski, Bethany McChesney. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so I mean, those are some of the names that jump out at me. Is there anyone else that jumps out at you that I'm not familiar with here, Beth? Uh, no, those were kind of the big names that I had written down. So other ones we're not seeing again. And if I'm looking at the champion stop ship, we've got Rose Wetzel, Alex Walker, you know, two, two big names, not going to be there. Rhea Coble. Like there's some, some good names that are in the championship. So pretty much this seems to come down to again, think Lynn, like Emma could still beat Lindsay on this but she she would have to beat her by a few spots and I'm not sure that that can happen right I don't think no no do you think though that Emma can beat Lindsay on this course yes yes what about you Mick I'd say I'd say 60 40 towards Lindsay all right, Beth, you say she can beat her. Why, 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 what do you think she's got? Or why do you think it's capable for this course? Um, I just think Emma, she's just such a solid runner. And the last two times they've raced head-to-head, -head, Emma has been ahead of Lindsay until she messes up an obstacle right near the finish. So I, I think, you know, this time, Emma who's also been racing less than Lindsay. And I'm going to just say um, maybe has less tired race legs. Um, just might have it in her mind that this is the time uh, she doesn't mess it up. And at the end, and she's going to take Lindsay. So I know it's Lindsay's previous training grounds and everything, but I mean, Emma up and down a mountain is just so solid and uh she can just handle all the terrain. And this one will have some flat sections, I think, too. And I think, I don't think that Lindsay um, could keep up with Emma if there's some flat sections that she can just open up. And Mick, you're leaning toward Lindsay. I, I am just because, you know, Rocky Mountains are a little different than these kind of mountains. And sometimes it takes you a little while to get used to that, like, kind of grassy, um, not that I don't think she can, Emma can downhill that. Also, Emma's so good at those like vertical Ks. So she has that like high tempo um, output uphill and not just that like long extended climb speed. So I think she's going to be really good on these like shorter ones. But like I said, Lindsay will know exactly how to pace them. That will she'll know how long it takes her to get to the top. She'll know what kind of effort that doesn't like affect her later in the race, stuff like that. So, um, yeah. And she's just coming off like sky running and 
uh, everything like that. So obviously she did super well there and um, she's in really good shape. Would Emma have beat Lindsay at the sky running if she had went? I don't know because I don't know who the, <laughs> I don't know the other women well enough, like the other athletes that compete in that um, in terms just, of their I like just overall. Mean them too, just them too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Emma did beat her in um, the one in Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Emma would beat Lindsay in the sky race. I think she just got the legs for it. What's the first failable obstacle for Emma? <laughs> <laughs> um the wall well the only um, she's only really she, ever failed the rig right well no uh, no no that's not necessarily true she's failed a lot of stuff but as of late it's been yeah rig- like this season I where's mean. the where's the rig the, the rig is near is the at end. the end yeah. okay you know what we need for emma is like you need a rig or something hanging right up, right near the start and she needs to just get like get through it and get her confidence that she's you know not hesitant on them or kind of flows through it and i think then she's going to be the only reason she failed the rig in Kelowna was because she didn't know or she grabbed those the thick black part instead of grabbing above it that's the only reason she failed the rig so now that she knows you grab the strap above i don't think if this is the same rig then she'll be fine but what if i get obviously what if I get there in time and, and convince them that they're not allowed to grab above and, and actually make them enforce it? Then we're all failing the rig. <laughs> because the no, thing no, about grabbing above off. is yeah, you still have to you still have to do a very high locked off pull-up to reach it. Yeah. So you still need that overall strength. And I and I think like some athletes can't quite plus she's a little sh- like shorter, like her reach isn't as far. So um, she's either going to have to swing up to that to get that hold or like, you know, you got to get your wrist kind of to that armpit. Like you can't be hanging by your eyes or else you're not going to be able to reach it. So uh, it's it's having that move in your arsenal. She probably spent more than 60 seconds on that rig in Kelowna. Right. Moving for that thing. Whereas at that point, in my mind, I was thinking, just drop off and go to the penalty. You got a better shot, better shot that way. But yeah. I think right, she'll that, be okay if it's a nice, nice weather day, and you know, eventually she's gonna put them all together. Yeah. So here is the kicker: you ask for positioning right near the end, right on that final gauntlet. You have spear throw right after the multi rig. So you have multi rig uh, spear throw right beside it. So I bet there's going to be a couple things in both. Well, maybe not the women's thing, but where someone makes it through the rig, throws a spear, misses, and then the next person's coming through the rig, and you're kind of knowing if you can get these two, you you've got it. But that's two things you gotta you gotta think about. The thing too, I think, and I don't know this for sure. I'm just looking the map, and I think those are going to be burpee penalties because the area that they're in. I don't think they're going to set up a penalty loop there. I could be wrong. And if it is a penalty loop, you'll be able to see the whole thing. But they're going to so be able, I can I, I don't totally know how to interpret this map, but on the failable down. obstacles, they're yellow, <laughs> though. So I think the ones where they have the failable obstacles with the yellow circles, I think those ones are penalty loops. And then the right. failable obstacles. See? 
Yeah, right here. So penalty loops. Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. those ones are, are penalty loops. And then the ones, the so the rig and the sphere are burpees. Just based on that little uh, legend. You're right. Yeah. The rig and the spirit, mm -hmm. which I said are burpees. And yeah. That means yeah. can Emma build a six minute lead? Let's call it five minutes. <laughs> She's bound to make one of those, I think, at this point, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, and I no, I don't, I don't think I she think... can make a six-minute, I don't think she can make a six-minute gap on Lindsay. I agree with you. She's bound to make one until I see her fail the multi-rig, and then I'm like, the spear is still as much of a crapshoot as it was before she got on that rig. Yeah. So I don't know. But that spear is the same crapshoot, seemingly, for, for all of them. But um, Lindsay fails the spear sometimes, too. Like, you're kind of yeah. saying it, it could be one way or the other. It could be. That's why I say it's a crapshoot for everyone. Um, yeah. It's exciting to think about just overall. It's always nice to see what happens on race day. I Okay, so I'm going to say, I'll, and I'll do my picks first. I am leaning towards Lindsay on this one. Um, I... It is, it's just very, very slightly. Even though good weather makes me think, okay, that's Emma's chance. And I do think Emma will outrun. But I think I can see Emma failing at least one of those obstacles and Lindsay taking advantage of it. But if Emma gets through that, then yeah. I, I think if Emma goes clean, she takes it. But I don't think she'll go clean. Which really pains me because I really like Emma. Mm -hmm. She's great. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be exciting for her if she gets through. Um, I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. And then I'm calling Annie Doobie for third. So, Lindsay, Emma, Annie. What do you think, Mick? I'm going to echo that. I think, you're, I think you're spot on. And now Bethany's back to the test. Does she stand by her conviction? Uh, yes, I do think Emma <laughs> is going to take this one. <laughs> um. And yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be an exciting race regardless, but I think Emma's going to put it together this time. I have faith. Um, I think Annie will be closer than people think. I think, I think she's going to be closer than, uh, than a two person race. Yeah. I think she'll be within one failed obstacle. So, you know, yeah. no. There's yeah. also Miranda Kilpinski is having an amazing year too. She won, uh, was it Killington? Yeah, yeah, uh, big, yeah, and so she's really fit too. So she could be in that mix also. Um, but again, Annie's been proving herself this season also. So I, she'll probably take that final podium spot. But I bet Miranda is going to be in that mix too. I think Miranda's Miranda's been great, but I think over this distance and this much climb, I don't think she has the climbing legs to keep up with those three. But Killington was a beast, and it was a lot of climbing. And she wasn't against Lindsay, Emma, and Annie. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not that she can't do it. She can do it. I just mm -hmm. think that she's not quite to the level of those three. No. Not yet. Yeah. Maybe in the future. I mean, she's still fairly new, right? But Yeah, she is. Yeah, but I think uh, I, that, yeah, I'll, I'll stand by it. So you got, do you think Annie, Annie, Mar uh, Annie or Miranda for third? Uh, I think Annie will take third, yeah. All right. That's that's reasonable to really and, and we're and, but we're really rooting for Cameron Tucker. Yes, I would love to see. Could you imagine what what that would just be the craziest? We'd have something to talk about forever. Good news. Wait, she got herself in the top. Yeah, could you imagine that would be? Oh my gosh! 
Good news, though. Pipe layer is on course, so we're okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe it'll be a penalty loop because I fail it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It is a burpee obstacle. Oh, oh man. Beth, you're going to lose a lot of sleep. That's okay. Don't worry. There won't be a volunteer at it to make you... <laughs> Did Atkins fail at that one time? Should that really count as a fail? He did put his foot down before he hit the bell. <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> oh man. What else? So yeah, we have all the all the regular obstacles, all the good stuff. Yeah. And for the penalty loops, we have monkey bars on penalty loops, rope climb on penalty loop, Z wall, Olympus. That could play into something. You know, uh, the box, Tyrolean traverse, beater, vertical cargo all with penalty loops. Mm. It's very interesting. So vertical I cargo then must be the table one. Oh yeah, for the yeah, beast. Yeah, and the beast, the yeah. Yeah. And there'll be no balls on the end of the chains for chains for Olympus. Right. Yeah. Bethany's short girl brain is going into overdrive here for the table. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is is stairway to Sparta there? That's the worst one for short girls. Um, I'm going to guess that it will be. Let me see. Sam, they had it last year, so I would be stunned if it wasn't. We got overwall, six wall, Hercules, monkey bars, rope, Z-wall, inverted. Oh, I see layer. it. Yeah. Stairway to Sparta. Yeah. Man. They actually have a farmer's carry in here. Get out. Like right after 1920, yeah. there's a farmer's carry. So I, th is that going old school where they just put two chain handles on two logs and you carry it or? is probably yeah or is it sand filled bags so they did use sand filled bags at this race in 2017 when it was ocr world um right. but when this but when in duntron they always used the log so the race duntron was just outside of blue mountain and they always had the chains on logs yeah but you're dealing with completely different ownership and everything that they that was owned there is gone mm -hmm. but well yeah. There's My nothing, it, it, there's like a farmer's carry, then A-frame, then another carry, and then Atlas carry, and another vertical cargo. Like there's, all the carries are kind of in a row. Then you have bucket right after that. Oh. If, you, if you look at this, oh, I'm going to read the, right after beater, it goes farmer carry, A-frame cargo, sandbag carry, Atlas carry, Ooh. vertical cargo, hurdles, and then bucket carry. So a bunch of over obstacles that aren't going to affect anyone, and you're just carrying, carrying, carrying. So no one's going to get into any kind of running rhythm or anything. I just wonder if they're, one of those is going to be long, hopefully. Yeah. And it's interesting. It says sandbag carry number two, barbed wire crawl number two. I guess they have them earlier, too. Don't see. Yep. Two barbed wire crawls, two sand, yeah. two sandbag carry earlier. So there's, yeah, two sandbag carries. Yeah. Wonder, wonder if Bear put one of them as a double. Now that would be interesting. That would oh, be awesome. No. Ah. <laughs> At least do it with the elites. Like, just do it. I would love to see some more good, solid, heavy yeah. carries. They don't have to be long, like just, just short, heavy carries. A heavy one that's uphill would be great. Yeah, like the old school Tahoe. Yeah, yeah. Where like you contemplate putting it down, like that kind of one. 
Just That'd be great. Compresses where, where Bethany's four foot ten at the end of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's yeah, it's gonna be a great race. It's gonna be very interesting. It will um, be. Go ahead, Mick. Live feed. Uh live feed through OCR report. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, so it's uh, should be good. They have done some good stuff lately. They've actually had some very good signal, which has been nice. And Blue Mountain, when I recall from last year, when we were doing our stories, we we had no issues with signal, did we, Beth? No, it was great there. I think this might be actually a chance for them to put out one of their best products yet. Awesome. And from my understanding, they do have like eight rabbits set up. So That's hopefully yeah. they'll, get, they'll get a really good one out of it and uh, and we'll be able to watch a good race because yeah, blue deserves it. We want to. The good thing is if you have two or three people at the base of the mountain, they can just keep pivoting over to the next section that they're going to come down to. So then you just need a couple of people to follow them up. But yeah, you, you need like a couple of fast people that can stick with the, yeah. the male and female leader. And then you need yeah. other cameras scattered around where mm. they can go through like section, yeah. cover sections. It is pretty cool to see, you know, the battle between third to 10th at yeah. some points, even if it's just watching them all come through the obstacles, just try and see like, that's, that's interesting. Well, it does look like the one thing with all those, with a lot of the, let's just call them failable obstacles near the end there, it will definitely be easy to cover and you should see a lot of action there. I mean, yeah, I think, I think they're going to, I think they'll be able to do a good job. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. It looks like the, pretty much the same start area as last time over on the, uh, the east side, similar kids course. So there you go. And fun um, fact, Blue Mountain doesn't allow Spartan to dig. So there will be no rolling mud. There will be no water. There is a rock fountain they could put them through, like a aesthetic rock fountain. That would be <laughs> right down. So that's that's right down in this area here. Yeah. Right by 11. It's like get your ankles wet, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't that's, think. That's another thing. There's going to be no, like, no mud or wet unless the course is mucky from days before so it looks like twister and olympus are going to be in the exact same spot as last year nice okay so and then one right after the other as well you'll come down and you'll hit you'll come down you'll hit olympus and then you'll hit twister right away that'll be cool that'll be good to watch that'll be and that that's right in the village center that's right by your little rock feature there that there'll be a lot of people watching there it's been a great weekend um yeah so final thoughts, Mick? Any anything other than FOMO? Um, I don't know. I kind of want to see those oven mitts on the live feed on Sunday. That's 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 what I'm looking forward to. There will definitely be video of the oven mitt open. Uh, I don't know if it will be live, <laughs> but there will be video of the oven mitt open. And I can assure you, I will be running at a blazing pace. Nope. Not yeah. <laughs> I wonder if like because oven mitts are like insulated and stuff if your timing chip on your wrist is gonna like not I'll register throw it up higher i'll put it around the elbow or something <laughs> sure i don't really care anyway <laughs> <laughs> honestly a race 
Your yeah, it's, this is my race. Mick has been preparing me for the oven mid open all year. Um, <laughs> it's been a hard, great, <laughs> truly adventure. <laughs> it should be fun. It should be good fun. Beth, how are you feeling going in? Because this is this is. I know it's not an A race for you, but this is still a big race, and it's it's you know a lot of lot of eyes. Um. Yeah, like this one's just, I like this one because it's close to home. So there'll be some friends there. My kids will be there. Um, I I was saying to Mick too before, it's been a bit of a long season and it's a lot of these long races, which for a season coming back where I didn't really have any mileage or base coming into it, it's been a bit tough. And these long races really take a lot out of me, but um but this one, I probably wouldn't race it if it wasn't so close to home. Just another beast. But um, but yeah, this is my last OCR of the season, so I'm excited. I'm still, I still feel good. Injuries are under control, so that's always always a bonus for me going into a big race. So I'm excited to close out my season, my OCR season here um, uh, at a home ground uh, race. Should this have been a super? Best says yeah for, for the series like as it as like yeah. a yeah uh i mean it would be kind of cool leading into abu dhabi mm -hmm. but abu dhabi is um, a super too which is different but right i'm just i'm just uh, i don't know I, I mean i think that for me it's better entertainment value if it's super we take away all this long running doing nothing nobody cares <laughs> move some of these obstacles over here <laughs> yeah awesome I don't, well, yeah i think it's gonna be a great weekend really looking forward to it again ocr report will have live streaming so check them out um and bethany will definitely be on site racing i will be on site doing some stories and some interviews and some whatever else i can do and running with oven mitts so beth take us home <laughs> Yeah, thanks so much, Mick, for joining us today. And if you're around this weekend at Blue Mountain, uh, we hope you have a fantastic race and come by and say hi at some point. We'd be happy to meet you or chat with you again.